Hi friends, I'm Dr. Cindy Leibert. And I'm Brooke Jack. We are your hosts of the Joy Prescription Podcast. In this show, we interview pioneering individuals who are integrating faith into their work and their spheres of influence in their respective fields of healthcare, coaching, psychology, and ministry. We dialogue at the intersection of lifestyle medicine, brain health, and Christianity. In each episode, our guests will share their hard-won wisdom and strategies for intentional living, spiritual growth, and health stewardship. Together, we explore God's joy prescription, how He redeems our life stories and brings us into wholeness, mind, body, and spirit. We are so glad you're here to be a part of this conversation. Let's dive into today's episode. Joy Prescription Podcast. Here you will learn the keys to build stress resilience and create a life of vibrant health. We are here to help you prevent and reverse chronic disease so that you can live your life to the fullest and walk in your God-given purpose. We're your hosts. I'm Dr. Cynthia Leibert. And I'm Brooke Jack. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Joy Prescription Podcast, everyone. We're glad you're here. Today, we have an exciting episode topic. I'm going to be interviewing my co-host, Dr. Cindy, about her five non-negotiable daily health habits. Very intriguing, I know. So let's uh, let's dive in. Hey, Cindy. Hi, Brooke. Good to see you today. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. I can't wait to hear what is on your list of non-negotiables for your health habits. So I would love to know first, what inspired you to make a non-negotiables list for your health habits? Yeah, well, it is my attempt to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's I've been in the natural health world for well over a decade now, been a physician for 20 years. And I am just every day trying to show up and live my life in a way that is authentic and lead by example, not only Mm -hmm. for my patients, but also for my family, my three daughters and take care of myself so I can be strong and, and be there for other people. And it, I have to give special credit to my own health coach. I've started working with a health coach just to um, get the benefits of that accountability and support and, and structure. And she actually gave me this idea of creating a list of five things that I commit to that I do every day. And it's kind of morphed and evolved. Um, First started with very specific things like, I'm going to take my supplements and my nutritional Mm -hmm. supplements every day and tying that to, you know, a certain time of the day, like dinner time. And it has evolved into more principles now that I'm living my life by. That is awesome. I know I'm inspired um, to begin my own list. And I love that it's a way like what you're describing to help kind of prioritize some things and keep top of mind um, to get just ingrained in your lifestyle so that yeah. Yeah. you can reap the benefits of it. So yeah. Yeah. And that's really the key word is lifestyle because health happens are through these little tiny changes and, and decisions that we make every day. And so that's a freeing thing to think about. You know, we don't have to be perfect. We just mm-hmm. have to keep moving in the direction where we want to go. And if we fall off the bandwagon, we can just <laughs> jump right back on and with the next choice um, the next day. Yeah. For the next moment, actually. That's true. That is true. I love it. Well, let's get started. What is your first non-negotiable? Okay. 
So the first one is eat whole foods. <laughs> I know it's not a revelation. There's so many people, you know, just uh, beating that drum that we, we as a whole society need to get back to nature, get back to eating close to the earth, things that grow on <laughs> trees and plants and that you can pluck from the ground or mm. organic and uh, humanely raised animal products all of those things we we've just kind of gotten away from. And as Michael Pollan says, we were starting to eat mostly edible food, like substances, mm. edible food, like substances, edible food, like substances. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> edible food, like substances, those are the packages, boxes, bags uh, that are in tend to be in the center aisles of the grocery store, okay. as opposed to the perimeter where we're able to get fresh produce, dairy, meat, yeah, sort of things that are actually real whole foods. So uh, one of my mentors from the Institute for Functional Medicine, he had a, a beautiful saying let your food be your medicine, which of course Hippocrates <laughs> originally said that, but he goes on, your, let your kitchen be your pharmacy and let your lifestyle be your physician, ah. which I just think is so beautiful. And it's it empowering to all of us that, you know, what, what we put at the end of our fork is actually some of the most potent medicine that we can bring to our bodies, especially when we're doing it day in and day out, making these healthy choices with the whole foods, mainly plant-based uh, foods that have lots of fiber and all the beautiful colors of rainbow. You've got your phytonutrients in each bite that helps to bathe your DNA in these lovely healing compounds that actually promote health. They can turn off genes that can lead to cancer. They can upregulate genes that suppress cancer. Wow. They help with oxidative stress, which can uh, prematurely age us. They help our detoxification systems. We can just go on and on. Virtually every chronic disease can be improved and helped through good nutrition. That is amazing. I love that. I'm thinking my snicker bar falls in the edible <laughs> food-like <laughs> substance category. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they do such a good job with the advertising that Snickers satisfies you. And right. I remember years <laughs> when I was young, Snickers bars were a kind of a, a staple when you're, you know, in between meals and you're hangry and you just want to get something quick. Yeah. But thankfully I have broken that habit yes. for and some time now. How do you break free from this addictive substances and, and begin that transition to a whole foods diet? Yeah. Well, actually the answer is one baby step at a time. And, and of course, you know, it can be helpful to do kind of a reboot where you just cut out all sugar and processed foods, you know, do that yeah. for a week and your body may go through a little adjustment period. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you know, have some, some, uh, symptoms that, because you know, they're addictive, but after about a week or so, people, people and myself included, I've noticed that you have less of a uh, cravings for mm -hmm. these compounds. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, cutting it out is the first step, but you can do this with, with baby steps. You, you don't have to do it all at once. You can just start, you know, committing to one little goal of like, I'm going to have a serving of vegetables with every lunch, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and just work on that one little thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and then layer something else on and you try a new recipe. So it's just a, a baby step process. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's encouraging because a lot of people, when they, I think in their mind, when they think about shifting their lifestyle with their diet, 
it's almost like it's an all or nothing thing. Mm-hmm. Like I've got to totally yes. change everything all at once. And, and immediately you think, and I'm not going to like it. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. But then like you're saying, just doing one, just focusing on one thing, mastering that getting that to feel comfortable and, and part of the normal thing. And then mm-hmm. adding on another layer and just going um, step-by-step makes it a whole lot easier to embrace. Exactly. Well, all or nothing thinking that is definitely a trap <laughs> that we yes. fall into. We've talked about that before being a brain mm-hmm. and in, mm-hmm. in diet that can really, really derail us. It's like, well, I had a cookie, you know, I'm going to just have the whole bag kind of thing. Right. And, or I, I messed up my new eating plan. So I'm just going to quit mm. kind of thing. And so I just encourage you don't, don't fall prey to that all or nothing thinking, just give yourself grace. That's been a big lesson that I've learned in shifting into more of a lifestyle medicine practice is that, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I have a processed food every once in a while Mm -hmm. and, you know, I have to give myself grace. We can just do the best we can with the resources we have, with the time pressures and challenges we have. And when we fall short of where we want to be just uh, saying, you know, that's okay. I'm going to take steps to try, try better next time. Yeah. Now, when we were together recently and got to have uh, like brunch together, I noticed mm-hmm. you had a little baggie of chopped vegetables in your car for having a handy <laughs> snack. And I thought that was so wise because I find myself in snacky mood when I am driving in the car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So you have that system with your girls, right? Of having some snack bags handy. I do. I do. It's been one of the the big accomplishments. I feel like a proud mama that I've been able to implement chopped veggie bags into our lifestyle. And it's really effective. You know, I, I try to do at least one, but if not two a day and Mm -hmm. just take it. And, and if I'm feeling, you know, maybe some emotional eating (laughs) impulses coming on, I'll just eat the vegetables and you know, they're crunchy, they're filling, and it might not be the same as like a macaroni and cheese or ice cream or something like that. But your, your brain senses that, that stretching in your stomach from the vegetables and the fiber, and it turns off your hunger signal. So Mm. not only are your Am I getting the the benefits of the all the phytonutrients and the fiber in the plant material? It's also helping to kind of crowd out other things that you might grab on the go if you're hungry. So really encourage my patients, you know, just commit to one day a week, setting aside time to chop up veggies and put them in little bags or containers and just have them for on the go. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's been a positive thing. If, you know, we're, our girls are involved in lots of sports and it's, it's kind yes. of a hectic lifestyle, but I've gotten into the habit of packing little coolers with ice packs and, you know, just putting bags of chopped veggies. And we also do, uh, uh berry bags, raspberries, mm-hmm. blueberries, strawberries, mm. whatever is, um, in season organic and available put those in there too. And it's, it's been really helpful to get more, more plant material into the family. That's awesome. I already have a takeaway for today. I'm going to start doing some, (laughs) some berry bags and veggie bags. We just got our kids baseball and softball schedules, game schedules yesterday. So we know, (laughs) we know what we're looking at and we're going to need our coolers and ice packs and veggie bags are ready to go for these, yeah. these afternoons and late nights ahead. So mm-hmm. yeah. And another thing we've uh, done kind of on a regular basis is saute some chicken breast with mm-hmm. like herbs and olive oil and chop them up into little cubes and just store it in a container in the refrigerator. That way, if you you know have to 
run somewhere and you need a, a quick little wrap, you can do a, an organic flour tortilla, put some chicken chunks on there, you know, a little some bit pesto of pesto, maybe pesto, yeah, guacamole, um, maybe a little cheese. And, and that's a relatively healthy uh, whole foods meal that you can take yeah. on the go that doesn't take a lot of prep time. Yeah. And I think that's one of the um, barriers to eating um, a whole foods diet is the prep and feeling Mm -hmm. like you don't have time to prepare all of the things. But like you're saying, if you can spend a day or an afternoon just prepping and getting things ready, then you're just setting yourself up for success where Mm -hmm. it's just as easy to grab the cube chicken and make a wrap as it would be to heat up a microwave mac and cheese bowl or, um, you know, rice (laughs) packet or something. Yeah. Mm Very good. Yep. Yeah. And we've got, we've got recipes on, on the website at caringforthebody.org. You can go under, I believe it says resources section and just uh, look under there. We've got some free recipes for people and we talk about food a lot <laughs> within, <laughs> within the, the clinical practice and our lifestyle medicine programs for sure. So we're, food is, is one of our biggest interventions in, in my medical practice. There are some yummy recipes on there. Definitely mm-hmm. check them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what's next on your non-negotiable list? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, number two is to prioritize sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> and I'm showing up <laughs> today authentically, letting you know that um I I do my best with this one. And I'm actually proud of my commitment to getting a try to get at the very minimal seven hours of sleep and almost every night I achieve that goal. There are some times here and there when (laughs) something gets derailed, but you know, many times I get eight hours or more. And and I think that's probably even a, a better goal. And so, uh, you know, once we get settled into the this new school year schedule. I mean, there's lots of transitions that happen, especially in the life of a, a mom and business mm-hmm. owner and just really all of us in the modern world. We have a lot of demands on us. And that's true. The statistics around sleep deprivation are pretty uh, staggering. Mm. I, I pulled some stats here from the American Sleep Association. Nearly 70 million Americans have a sleep disorder. Insomnia is the most common sleep disorder with 30% of adults experiencing short-term insomnia. I I would say that probably that's more, (laughs) that's an underestimate. Ah. Because the vast majority of my patients um, will share that they're struggling with insomnia periodically, Mm. at least Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 10% of people we know have long lasting insomnia, and that's totally detrimental to our health, our brain health, our mood, our mental health, our functioning during the day at, at work and in sports, uh, it can have really negative impact, not getting enough sleep. 40% of people report accidentally falling asleep during the day. That is definitely a clue. Yes. <laughs> if you're falling asleep <laughs> at your desk or in the car, God forbid, yeah. um, that is a sign you are in need of more sleep. Yes. Or more, uh, better quality sleep. Mm. And 5% of people uh, report falling asleep while driving. Um, Actually that happened to my mom when she was alive and thank God nobody was hurt, but, um, yeah, it's, it can be catastrophic. Yeah. And we know that sleep is when the body repairs itself. It helps to you know, clear out the metabolic waste from our brains, which is a good thing. Yes. <laughs> Even 30 minutes of sleep deprivation in one single night can increase inflammation in the body. And I'm sure you know that when we don't get enough sleep, we tend to have less willpower and we are much more vulnerable to reach for quote comfort foods mm-hmm. and you know, go off our healthy lifestyle programs. So it is a, it's a good thing to put on the priority list and there's many steps, which I've, <laughs> I've worked on over the years, trying to get here 
which, uh, first of all, I have committed to uh, 10 o'clock being this drop dead time where I'm going to be in bed. It doesn't always work out. You know, I've got some teenagers and and they (laughs) tend to be more night owls just biologically and they have needs, (laughs) emotional (laughs) needs and and things uh, that, that um, take priority over sleep. So it's, it's not perfect, but um, you know, just setting a bedtime for yourself is a really reasonable thing to do. And thinking ahead, you know, when do I have to get up and then counting backwards to try to give yourself, I'd say at least an hour extra in bed. So if you, if you want to get eight hours of sleep, I would, I would have nine hours in bed mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have known that you know, for me, yeah. Um, without having like a, a sleep tracker, I use an aura ring and I fall asleep really quickly. My sleep latency is, is really nice. Like five minutes I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out. <laughs> and so it's not that there's, you know, a lot of time laying or tossing around, but still usually my amount of sleep that I get is, you know, at least a half an hour or sometimes an hour less than the time I was in bed. And I had no idea that was the case until I started tracking my sleep. So um, I just encourage you to either track your sleep or give yourself that extra buffer there. It can't hurt to that a little bit longer. Um, And there's all sorts of sleep hygiene recommendations out there. We've all probably heard of them, you know, just trying to create a sleep sanctuary for yourself, making sure the room is nice and cool. And that has definitely become of utmost importance now that I'm in my mid forties and having some, some, uh, inklings about perimenopause symptoms, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling hotter, (laughs) (laughs) um, alcohol can completely disrupt our sleep architecture. And so I, avoid alcohol for many reasons, but uh, mainly to, for my health, to sleep better and to avoid triggering hot flashes, which it's done in the past. Mm. There's also herbs and nutrients that I use periodically. Um, I'm drinking my, my chamomile lavender tea this morning. Ooh, that's <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, but that, that one is particularly helpful for, for evening time, just calming the body for mm. sleep. Uh, magnesium is also a very calming mineral that can help with sleep, relax the muscles, also helps in your bowel regularity and with anxiety and headaches and all sorts of things. So magnesium is a nice evening time supplement. And I've, I've used a lot of adaptogens as well. Those are herbs that help the body modulate the effects of chronic stress. So mm-hmm. holy basil, ashwagandha, rhodiola, those sort of things. It can be nice for bedtime and help us ease into sleep. And, uh, you know, the electronics, that's always a tough topic, especially goodness for my children. It's, you know, we're all addicted to our devices, to our phones and TVs and computers. It's just pretty ubiquitous in our modern Mm -hmm. life. If you so managed true. to escape that, good for you. <laughs> we know that exposure to that blue light from computers and screens, even within four hours of bedtime can disrupt our circadian rhythms, oh my. Can disrupt the secretion of melatonin from our pineal gland. And that is detrimental for our uh, rhythms and the quality of sleep that we get. So really encourage you to rethink how you're interacting with your electronics in the evening time. I'm still a work in progress. (laughs) It's like we we have 24 seven access to lots of stimulation and work and productive things. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's just good to set boundaries for yourself and social media. Uh, many of us fall fall into that trap of you know just kind of the mindless scrolling and right. checking in, just kind of being entertained in that way, and it's it does no good for us. Yeah, <laughs> it leads to so many so many issues. So I just encourage you to 
limit your time, especially in the evenings with that social media scrolling. Mm-hmm. Let's That's so see. wise. <laughs> um, from what <laughs> I have many, many patients that struggle with insomnia, a lot of patients in their fifties and sixties tell me that it's their cats or little dogs. Those <laughs> fur babies inter- <laughs> interfere. Uh, yes. Our four-legged friends in yeah. the bedroom can mm-hmm. significantly interfere with our sleep. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have a little, I have a little doggy too, Charlie. <laughs> he struggles with his ears and they're itchy and he'll, you know, shake his head and we try to get him help for that, but it's an ongoing battle. And, you know, I just finally had to put him out of the bedroom mm-hmm. and it was an adjustment for both of us, but yeah. we, <laughs> I'm sleeping much better with Charlie now out of the bedroom. Yes. Um, yeah. We so, and do that with our cat too. Would, <laughs> he was habitually waking up at four 30 and mm-hmm. doing the kind of tomcat meows just yeah we could hear him running across the floor and jumping on the furniture and he just had all this energy ready to go out and you know explore what was still yeah, dark out there their natural biorhythms to do that right yes which is not in sync with mine <laughs> well, right. like yeah. you gotta go outside at night kitty <laughs> <laughs> So, and you know, I realized that uh, the sleep is a, it's a sensitive topic for a lot of people because insomnia is so, it's painful, you know, not mm. to be able to get the rest that you need. And that's right. Many people struggle. I have a, quite a number of patients that have chronic insomnia. Mm. And of course, there's a whole checklist that I work through with them to try to troubleshoot that from hormones to you know mental health to physical pain issues and and all that but sometimes you know we lose sleep because we're caregivers that we have you know duties in the middle of the night for a child or loved one elderly parent or spouse and and you know we just have to do the best we can and get support when we can and uh, take naps <laughs> to, yes. to, to um, help to catch up in a way. Yes. So Nap sleep time. is, is so a good. huge priority. We're aiming for progress, not perfection. <laughs> That's my mantra with things, you know, we, and, and grace when, when you fall short of where That's you want right. to be. That's right. Yeah, I, I, until I think I was started working with you, I did not realize how essential sleep is for the body and the brain. And so I've been trying to work on our bedtime routine a little bit more with our kids. And I kind of do it in contractor mode where, you know, when they give you an estimate for building, uh-huh. they give you like that extra 20%, you know, above. So that there's room for surprises. And I yeah. figured out with our kids and bedtime routine, what we thought we could accomplish in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. We need to allow a whole 30, maybe even 45 minutes right. to the time that we want everybody to be tucked in bed. We need to start <laughs> the pajamas and the teeth brushing. So that's what we've discovered works for us is that it just takes us a lot longer to get in bed than we think it does. So we've allowed the extra window of time so we can be more Mm -hmm. successful in meeting our bedtime. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that goes for everything in life (laughs) we're trying to accomplish. Margin is just uh, such a beautiful word. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I try to build it in the best I can with everything, you know, especially with kids uh, because unexpected things come up. And Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. building margin into your lifestyle, you know, your healthy lifestyle plans is a good strategy for success. (laughs) Well, tell us what your number three non-negotiable health habit is. Yes. Okay. So physical 
fitness and, and specifically mm. planning for it and ah, okay. prioritizing, putting it on the calendar, committing. And for me, I, I, I love working out, you know, with groups and having an accountability partner with physical activity. So I work closely with a physical or a personal trainer and right. I do uh, orange theory fitness. I do some classes with them on a regular basis and uh, stretching in the morning and some, some exercises that I do in the morning just to get my body going <laughs> for the day. So, you know, if we could bottle all the health benefits from physical fitness, we could put it in a little capsule. <laughs> it would be unethical for it not to be prescribed to every single person on the planet because it just uh, has remarkable, potent uh, medicinal impact for us. Wow. It improves our longevity. It decreases depression and anxiety, it wards off cancer, diabetes, heart disease, it, you name it, it, it <laughs> has, um, has positive benefits. It, it helps us from putting on extra weight. It mm -hmm. helps keep our muscles strong and robust, especially as we're aging and we're, you know, dealing, trying to fight mother nature with the loss <laughs> of muscle mass as we age. Yeah. So it's, it becomes even more critical to do resistance training, strength training as we age, particularly starting in middle age, thirties and forties and beyond, because that's when we start to lose about a pound of muscle mass every year, unless wow. we're being proactive at, at putting it on. And our muscles are so key with keeping our, you know, our bones strong, keeping us from being injured. And, you know, I, I tell my patients that our muscles are our organ of longevity. So the more we wow. can keep um, fit and strong, the, the longer we're going to live. And with the higher quality of life, of course, the goal True. is not just to live long, it's to you know, live a well-lived life with the least amount of physical suffering from yes. disease that we can. Yes, absolutely. So what does some of your uh, exercise routine look like? Mm -hmm. What are things that you do to help build muscle and, you know, keep yeah. yourself fit? Yeah. Well, I recently got introduced to a personal trainer online. His name is Tim Anderson. He's a really cool guy. I like him. Cool. A lot of them met him in person yet, but he's got a lot of free videos and he's got a, a set of 21 extra, um, well, a set of exercises that you do 21 times in the morning for longevity and flexibility and strength. And so I've been doing that and just really finding it uh, really helpful. So some, some sort of activity in the morning, I really try to commit to that. And, you know, I had surgery on my spine when I was 17. And so I have to really take care of my back and to keep it loose and flexible and out of pain. So uh, that it's, it's a, a built-in reminder <laughs> to do those uh, stretching and exercise in the morning. So that's a pretty um, routine thing that I do. I work out with a trainer twice a week and then do some high intensity interval training on my own two to four times a week. Nice. And, you know, we do lots of hiking as a family and, and of course, having three daughters, <laughs> young daughters, all still at home. There's a lot of running around and, and uh, just taking care of everyday life groceries. And all of that mm -hmm. is, is um, part of my fitness. So it brings me a lot of joy and yeah. a feeling of well-being. And I'm very grateful, you know, that I have the energy to do it. And what I find is the more that I, you know, pay attention to my fitness and, and do the more energy I have. And so it's a, a positive snowball effect. So I really try to encourage people on that, you know, that are suffering with chronic fatigue and feel like they just can't do the exercise. I encourage them to start where you are, you know, if, if it's mm -hmm. just 30 seconds of walking, 
you know, mm-hmm. do, do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, gradually work up over time and you will find that you'll get more energy as you start to move your body and generate more mitochondria. When we exercise, we actually build mitochondria, the energy producing organelles in our muscles to, to fuel our activities. So uh, just want to encourage you, if you're feeling stuck there, you know, start where you are, even a little bit of extra physical activity a day is, can be extraordinarily beneficial for your health. Mm-hmm. And I love that you mentioned um, having somebody that you, you know, work with or just an accountability partner, even if it's your, your husband or your kids that you mentioned taking some family walks together. I find I mm-hmm. enjoy having some kind of companionship and, um, you know, my physical activity. So having my dog, you know, he's a German yes. shepherd. He's a big boy. He needs, <laughs> he needs time outside. He's like my little motivator for a daily walk. Cause he needs it oh, and yes. I need it, but we get to do it Love together. It. So I get to walk <laughs> with him, you know, and, and same with my husband, you know, we where when we can, when our schedules sink, you know, grab a walk in together, but yeah, it just makes it more fun to have that companionship where you can. Yeah, definitely. And occasionally, you know, doing a jog in the woods alone is very restorative. Yes. <laughs> peaceful. So we need our mama time too. That's right. That's right. All right. Wow. We're already to number four. So yeah. what is that, Cindy? Yes. Well, this has been a journey arriving here at the, the fourth principle which is to take every thought captive. It's based on a Bible verse that mm-hmm. that uh, encourages us to do that and basically hold up our thoughts to the light of God and examine it for if it's truth or not. And mm-hmm. it's been a journey for me as um, you know, I've struggled over the years with um, some anxiety and you know, mainly it's centered around overwork and exhaustion and being tied up in the dysfunctional American conventional medical system. But I've, I've really had to work on restructuring my thoughts and prioritizing thoughts that are constructive and that, you know, build, build me up and, and that, um, allow me to look at life with optimism and hope and grace and all of those good things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thoughts are very, very powerful and, and we can actually choose what we allow to <laughs> balance around in our head. You know, we can't yeah. control thoughts that just kind of come in, but over time, you know, we can learn to grab a hold of them and, and hold them up to the light mm-hmm. of truth and to, mm-hmm to choose to focus on the ones that bring light and love and beauty. So uh, addressing cognitive distortions has has been a practice that I've been working on for many years. I first Mm -hmm. learned about this through Dr. David Burns. He wrote a book, Feeling Good, and it's all about using cognitive uh, behavioral therapy or cognitive restructuring to help with mood uh, disorders Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of medications. And then Dr. Daniel Amen is a famous psychiatrist. I've done some training with him as well. And he coined the term brain ants, automatic Mm. negative thoughts. And, you know, we've talked about these in (laughs) previous podcasts, but the black and white thinking, all or nothing, uh, the catastrophizing, (laughs) you got it. And that it can be totally detrimental to our health in and of itself and also derail us from healthy lifestyle choices. So uh, Romans 12, 2 has been one of my life verses from the Bible. Yeah, Paul, the apostle Paul uh, encourages us to not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm. 
And uh, so, so you know, my spiritual walk has has really profoundly influenced my mental health and and um, you know just capacity to handle the stress of life. And so I I just uh, really want to highlight this particular non-negotiable health habit, <laughs> which yes. is taking every thought captive and. And, uh, you know, focusing on the things that bring you joy and that lift others up and that uh, help to create health. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that you're bringing that up because, um, you know, just having the awareness of where our thoughts are and what type of thoughts we're, we're chewing on that we're meditating on keeping an awareness of that day to day and, and being able to shift that or make even the connections of feeling low or feeling agitated and maybe being able to recognize that it's attached to a thought, you know, exactly that's yes. happening and then being able to shift that thought. So, I mean, it's just, when we talk about health habits, a lot of people, I think, and myself included, I mean, when we first talked about having, you know, a, a conversation uh, about this topic and I immediately started thinking like, what are my health habits? And, and a lot of them were, um, you know, physical body related, you know, mm -hmm. and as how my, the train of thought, but we're not just a body. We've got a soul, we've got a spirit, <laughs> you know? And so all of that is intertwined and works together. So like you say, it's a happy brain, healthy body. When yeah, our brain right. <laughs> is happy, when we're having those positive, um, truthful thoughts, it affects and has an impact on our physical body and, and even the design. I mean, how amazing is it that God designed the mitochondria production to be, you know, tied to physical movement and all of that stuff, lifting mm -hmm. the mood. I mean, you yeah. know, we're, we're so intricately designed to have our mind and body working together. So mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you're, you're bringing this up that, you know, how you think is, is so directly impacting your physical body and daily experiences. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for asking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have arrived at number five, number five. Here. Okay. Yeah. So fill so us in. My, my <laughs> fifth non-negotiable health habit is committing to having community and connection mm. with other people mm. and oh, oh mercy the <laughs> last couple of years and the pandemic has really oh, highlighted that yeah. I mean I, I knew it to begin with but goodness we need each other we we carry each other's yes. medicine inside yes. of us and oh, that's such a beautiful thought it is <laughs> science. Science is really robust in the uh, study of social isolation and just how detrimental that is to our health. Mm -hmm. We know that when uh, there's a lot of social support and connection, people can cope with stressful situations better. They, you know, feel less stressed and have less, you know, anxiety and depression. And it helps with their mental health and, and self-esteem. Too. We need to be connected uh, for that. When we, you know, hang out with people that are doing healthy behaviors and making good decisions that can actually influence us and cause Very us true. to true. do the same thing. There's a, a whole um, kind of field of medicine that is sociogenomics, meaning mm. that the people that we are around actually influence the expression of our DNA. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and it is deep, <laughs> very, very deep. <laughs> um, so you want to, you know, choose your uh, closest uh, inner circle really well. Um, so mm -hmm. you can have positive impact on your health. Of course, it doesn't mean we shouldn't be around 
negative people or, right. or people that are struggling or having challenges. Um, you know, that's, that's part of our, what we're called to do in life is to help others when they're having challenges, but mm-hmm. um, it's important also to surround yourself with a support team where you can have some positive influences for yourself as well, especially if you're in a healing profession or, you know, ministry where, where you have to meet people where they are. Right. And often, you know, dealing with people with dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I'm really so grateful for my support system, my family, got amazing friends and our work yeah. team is incredible. I've got oh, yes. this amazing local church. So I'm very, very blessed in this way. And I know that's not the case for everyone. And I, I hear it often from my patients mm-hmm. that they're lonely and isolated. And it's, you know, it's hard to know where to start for them, especially my older patients where you know they're mm-hmm. just experiencing some some losses either hearing wise or maybe even some cognitive decline or they're you know physically tired or hurting and it's it's hard you know to motivate um to go out and connect with others so i have a uh, kind of a cheerleading process that i walk them through to help them examine their life and where they might you want to take a leap of faith and and try to connect, um, you know, going to a book club or doing volunteering Volunteering, for some kind of good cause. Uh, And, and, you know, thankfully we do have technology where we can connect with people. Even I encourage the use of video conferencing uh, over Mm -hmm. just simply a phone call. But if, if, Mm -hmm. if that's a barrier, then definitely just reaching out by a phone to, to someone and you never know, you know, what they might be going through. They That's right. might, you might save their life by calling a friend. Um, mm-hmm. So we just encourage just little action items to build your support network. And, you know, it's good to do that proactively because we mm-hmm. all go through challenges and storms in life. And so it's, you know, you want to kind of nurture the relationships in your life. So uh, you can be there for them and and then they can also be there for you when, when you need it. That's right. So, yeah. That's, and that's of course, you know, part of what we try to do with the joy prescription community, right. we have our monthly soul care groups and that's just mm-hmm. a beautiful time of sharing and connection. It, it really, really is ministers to me and fills me up. Me too. Participate. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So those are my five, uh, five priorities, my non-negotiable health habits. Well, I love that. I love all those principles and for you sharing just the details of even how you implement those and how those look in your life. I know that's inspiring me to uh, take a little inventory of my, uh, my habits and routine, and I'm going to make my own list now. I'm going to yes, start good. working towards <laughs> some, some goals and making sure that I'm, you know, nurturing mind, body, and soul, um, in a good way. So I can show up for my family and, and people that, you know, I need to show up for every day, mm-hmm. my best self. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and exactly. to be strong. I want to be strong. <laughs> you know, I've got active kids and, and uh, I want to be able to engage with them with their sports activities and, you know, be yeah. able to keep up with all their energy. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, I, I love that you're mentioning that you're making that natural connection between your health habits and what you're living for, what's important to you. And that is the foundation of lifestyle medicine coaching is, is, you know, trying to figure out, you know, draw out of people what it is they're really living for, what brings their life meaning and purpose and helping them to connect the dots between what you do every day, (laughs) you know, what you're eating, what thoughts you allow to wander around in your brain, you know, how you're moving your body, your social connections, um, all of that is connected to our ability to show up for our loved ones to, you know, enjoy a fulfilling career or volunteerism um, and and just to have a, a long 
healthy, happy life. And so it's important to look at those positive motivating factors when you're trying to make health changes for yourself instead of being driven by fear, mm-hmm. by, you know, a diagnosis or you know, lab numbers, which, you know, are important and we need to pay attention to them and, and deal with them appropriately. But the place of motivation, we really have to tap deep down into what, what brings us meaning and purpose in life. Yeah. So beautifully said. Well, this has been fantastic. Thank you for sharing with us. And thank you listeners for being here. Um, And we'd love to hear from you. You can ask us questions. Um, We have an email, uh, thejoyprescription at gmail.com, where you can send us your questions about health uh, topics or anything spirituality related. You can also call our question line at 828 or one, two, zero, five, nine, nine. We'd love to answer questions related to a topic that is on your mind. So um, in the meantime, though, we invite you to visit thejoyprescription.com and take your learning further about some of these things that Cindy and I have been talking about today. And uh, the Joy Prescription is our online membership community with a threefold purpose, holistic health education, soul care, and spiritual formation. It's a whole person, mind, body, soul, (laughs) and getting care and attention. Um, And our ultimate goal is to deepen our walk with God and awaken to our true identity and purpose in Christ. Oh, thank you so much, Brooke. I really appreciate everyone being here and listening. And I I really do want to encourage you. I'd love to hear your five non-negotiable yes. health habits. If you can email those to us at the joy prescription at gmail.com. Love to hear those or even call in and leave it on the, the um, question line at 828-412-0599. Just would love to interact with you in that way. Yeah. And maybe we can share some of those on yeah, another podcast and keep inspiring <laughs> one another. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sounds great. Well, thank you so much for listening and just invite you to tune in next week. Bye for now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Joy Prescription Podcast, where we explore the intersection of lifestyle medicine, brain health, and Christianity. We invite you to take your learning deeper with us at thejoyprescription.com. Be sure to sign up for our email newsletter and receive free weekly Joy Prescription devotionals. Bye for now.